0: Listening to the One Two Three Show with me, Noreen Meir, on this Wednesday afternoon, and I'm really excited to welcome back to the program Cruzie McCalligan. Cruz, it's great to speak to you. How are you doing?
1: Hiya. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Um, I'm,
0: good. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm very well. I love your background for some of our radio listeners. If you possibly can, go to Facebook, Noreen Mere, on RTHK Radio Three, or Cruz on Radio Three, and you'll be able to see Cruz there and her wonderful background which is uh very very colorful indeed
1: yes because today we're talking about jigsaw puzzles um i was recently at my in-laws house a couple of weeks ago and they pulled out a puzzle that they had and it wasn't even like a particularly exciting picture it was kind of this like temple with kind of a blue sky behind it and some trees but like it wasn't like wow what an amazing picture you know like it was like a like an average postcard, you know what I mean? And they had this puzzle out and we kind of started doing it. And then the next couple of weeks, every time we went, it was just on a table with some chairs and just couldn't stop doing it. You know, you couldn't like, you couldn't walk past it without sitting down and like fixing some pieces of sky together. And we even went over for dinner and they weren't home yet. And we didn't tell them that we were early because we just wanted a bit of time to do this puzzle. <laughs> they're like are you guys on your way we're just on our way back and we're like we have actually been in your living room for 40 minutes <laughs> doing a puzzle um so it, it's quite amazing that feeling that, that um puzzles have and i thought we'd talk about it because uh with covid19 um around the world uh, this is something that's had a bit of a resurgence in a couple of markets which we can talk about a bit later puzzles have kind of bloomed in p- popularity again with people spending a lot more time at home So I thought we'd have a bit of a chat and a look at them. Um, Now, they say that uh, puzzles have been around for a very, very long time. Um, That The Greek mathematician Archimedes, Archimedes, um, he was puzzling around 250 BC um, to solve geometry problems. So what he did is he, he actually cut a square into 14 pieces and then he examined how many different configurations could be made from those 14 pieces um and that was a, that was a puzzle and that puzzle has been solved recently by a mathematician from Cornell University called Bill Cutler who found that the puzzle has 536 truly distinct solutions and i don't think that's a puzzle i'll be doing anytime soon um, that sounds a bit too much but, for me
0: i'm surprised someone even spent the time to do that just i don't know give it to ai or oh, a
1: professional mathematician yeah. i mean you got to do something right? <laughs> like, <laughs> but- um, the origins of jigsaw puzzles go way back to probably the 16, uh, 1760s when European map makers used to paste maps onto wood and then cut them into small pieces. Um, and there's, uh, there was an engraver and a map maker called John Spilsbury, who apparently was one of the first people who was creating this jigsaw puzzle in 1767. So it was this dissected map. And that's what they were kind of originally called, dissected maps. They weren't called jigsaw puzzles um and it's been uh, an incredibly successful educational t- um toy ever since for over 250 years um of course uh what's interesting so that kind of happened they had these maps these wooden maps um but puzzles for adults probably we think emerged around 1900 and by 1908 so after only a few short years it was a full-blown craze especially in the US so contemporary writers were depicting the inex, um, the, the progression of the puzzle addicts. They're like, there's these puzzle addicts and people are obsessed with puzzles. And they said, um, there were people who, you know, would be quite skeptical and say puzzles were silly and childish. And then there was people who were, you know, bleary eyed and kind of quite addicted to them. Um, but the puzzles of those days were quite a challenge, really, because most had pieces cut exactly on the color lines and there were no transition pieces. So like, you know, like, Do you know what I mean? What's a transition piece? Like, Okay, so transition piece. Imagine you have a picture of like, uh, like I said, like a boring temple with a sky and some green, and a piece has green and blue on it because the piece is on the puzzle. So you would know it went it went there. It was a temple
0: or the grass or the sky.
1: Yes, yes. You'd have an idea that like, okay, this one has a bit of the temple and a bit of the sky, so it would probably be here. Do you know what I mean? These puzzles didn't have that, which made them even more challenging. So that was a bit of a thing. Um, and of course, the thing is, as well, they they didn't interlock like they do today. So you sneezed. <laughs> it would all come apart in front of you, which wasn't fantastic. Um, But of course, because wooden puzzles had to be cut one piece at a time, they were very expensive. Um, a 500-piece puzzle in 1908 cost $5. Now, you think, oh, that's not that bad. But in 1908, the average worker only earned $50 in a month. So that's quite a lot of your monthly income spent on a puzzle.
0: So it's like a rich man's game. Well It be- was.
1: It was a high society game and high society embraced this and peak sales would come on Saturday mornings when customers would select puzzles for their weekend house parties where <laughs> people would come over to play with their puzzles in their country retreats. And um this was super interesting. So over the next few years, there were a couple of significant innovations. Um, there was uh, the Parker Brothers, who were a famous game manufacturer. and um, they introduced figure pieces into their their puzzles. Um, they, they this made the puzzles a little bit easier to assemble. Um, but the fascination of pieces shaped like dogs and birds and other things kind of offset the reduced challenge. So they do all these different things with the different kinds of piece shapes. And they also looked at that interlocking style that reduced the uh, the risk of spilling or losing pieces. So it wasn't like the puzzle pieces you can see behind me, our p- typical jigsaw piece. These pieces were weird before, so they they would create that interlocking one, so they would stay together. Um, so that was pretty interesting. Now, when the Great Depression came about in 1929, puzzles for adults like surged again in popularity, um, peaking in about 1933 when sales were reaching. 10 million puzzles a week. Wow. 10, million, 10 puzzles million a week. Yeah, so puzzles seem to really touch a chord with people during the Great Depression. They offered an escape from troubled times, as well as an opportunity an opportunity to succeed, even in a modest way. There is a great deal of satisfaction in connecting two puzzle pieces. We're going to talk about some of the benefits of puzzling in a minute. Look um, at the look at history. But that kind of idea of puzzle. Look at history yeah. repeating yeah. itself.
0: People are sort of enjoying the benefits
1: of puzzles once again. Exactly. Distracting us from everything that's happening right now. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so th- that was interesting. It was it was distracting. I mean, the un- unemployment rate was over 25%. Um, you know, people didn't have a lot of income. They didn't have a lot of opportunities to go out and enjoy any kind of entertainment. So a puzzle was a pretty positive thing. And then it's lovely because we see that during the 1930s, you had drugstores and libraries adding puzzle rentals to their services so you people would rent a puzzle which is just so wholesome and delightful I think it should come back again um, but interestingly another important development was the introduction of die cut cardboard puzzles so of course wood is expensive and difficult to do this but now when we start using cardboard it's nice and cheap and, and inexpensive it's easy to cut it and then there was this idea for advertising puzzles in the mid in mid in the mid19 um, mid 1932 shops would offer free puzzles with the purchase of like a toothbrush or a flashlight or all these other working products so what's a better it's which is a genius idea because what's a better way to keep a brand name front and center of mind than have an entire family sit around staring at a picture of it putting it together it's quite genius it's really um and so that's when we start, started seeing this kind of the weekly jigsaw puzzle and there would be a jig of the week the twenty-five cents on the on the on the on the newsstand like every Wednesday, which is again adorable. And so there were all these different puzzle competitions and things like that. So that was really fascinating. Um, so yeah, but then after World War Two, this is when the wood jigsaw puzzle really went into decline. Um, rising wages pushed up costs and things like that, and that's why those cardboard puzzles became much 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 more attractive. Um, especially oh, they they did say in um in um. Yeah, they, they, started looking at this idea of this, a company called Springbok, and they started creating famous pieces of artwork as puzzles. And in 1965, hundreds of thousands of Americans struggled to assemble Jackson Pollock's Convergence. So there was a puzzle of a Jackson Pollock painting, which it, it doesn't have a lot of structural reasoning to it. And it was billed as the world's most difficult jigsaw puzzle <laughs> because it was so hard. Jackson Pollock's Convergence. Um, so, yeah, so it's quite fascinating in that way. Um, people did they, they, a lot of things have arise. People have said they've had um, withdrawal symptoms from doing puzzles as well. Um, but it is so satisfying in that in that way. Um, of course, uh, once upon a time when you've got a puzzle, you may not have had a picture on the box. So you wouldn't have known what that puzzle was actually of, which makes it a little bit more. Challenging, I suppose. Have you looked up Jackson Pollock and You
0: know me so well, Cruz. I had to look at <laughs> it. It's so, I mean, where are the transitional pieces? It's so hard to know which, <laughs> which is which. Um, we are on Facebook as well. You'll be able to see Cruzie right. there. Uh, Noreen Meir on RTHK Radio 3. Uh, David has written and says, Good afternoon, everyone, from David. And he says, My last jigsaw puzzle I've done was a 5,000 piece. Uh of the Great wow. Wall of China.
1: Five thousand wow. pieces. Wow. Wow, that's amazing. Hats well awesome, so, to you, so David. this is we should probably talk about why they seem interesting. Because I mean like I'm pretty sure everyone chatting to us right now and listening to us talk, talk right now is thinking, Oh, I could do a puzzle, right? I mean like I'm already thinking about fishing some <laughs> out when I get home. So like why why is why are uh, why are they so kind of like satisfying and enjoyable? So these are some of the health benefits of playing with jigsaw puzzles. Firstly, they make your entire brain work. So the left side of our brain, the analytical side, works to logically sort the pieces, while the right side of our brain, our creative side, is serving to see the finished product and work kind of intuitively. So we're using our entire brain. Um, successfully piecing a puzzle together, even if it's just placing one piece successfully, encourages the production of dopamine, which is of course the brain chemical that improves learning and memory and helps us maintain healthy brains. So it gives us nice little happy signals. Um, Playing with jigsaw puzzles can help enhance mental and intellectual growth in children and can improve hand-eye coordination as well. Um, They've also done some really large scale studies that found that people who play with jigsaw puzzles have a better quality of life and have a longer life expectancy which is a remarkable thing to think about. It's like everyone should have like a little table at home just for a puzzle. Exactly. You know, just for everyone to pop by and do a puzzle. I used they to say have, that jigsaw- yeah, I was going to say, I used to
0: have some hidden in a, in a biscuit tin, but then they just stayed in the biscuit tin because oh, sure. I just got so frustrated. But yeah. yes, now hearing all the benefits, I think it's time to bring out that biscuit tin full of jigsaw yeah. puzzles. and.
1: <laughs> totally, totally. I've never been someone to like preserve the jigsaw puzzle afterwards. Like I understand you've been through a journey and you want to keep a memento, but I've never been like, when you go to someone's house, they've got their framed puzzle. You're like, so you, you finished a jigsaw. Hey, like, that's, that's, that's great, buddy. You know, like, <laughs> I'm happy for you. But, like, I wouldn't have framed it, you know, but anyway. Um, they've also shown that, so jigsaw puzzles can reduce the chance of developing mental illnesses like memory loss, dementia and Alzheimer's. So it's a really positive mental activity. Um, It's also uh, easy on the eyes because there's no backlight and glare like we get from televisions and phones. Um, It's 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 very it's you know, it's not doesn't negatively affect our vision and it can help us clear our minds and relax because of the incredible sense of satisfaction that comes with doing a jigsaw puzzle. Um, I did find that the jigsaw puzzle with the most pieces is supposed to be one which has 551,232 pieces and it was made in 2011 at a university in Vietnam. And I want to know why, because I don't—I'm not quite sure what the point of that is, and <laughs> if anyone I'm, ever solved or I'm ever. I'm
0: just did even it. speechless.
1: <laughs> why? Why? Why would you do that? You're not—you're not cultivating a sense of achievement and satisfaction with that puzzle. You're really not. Um, but, um, they say um, there's, a, of course, a Guinness World Record for completing their official two hundred and fifty piece jigsaw, so the Guinness World Records had their own jigsaw platform and they invite you to come and do it as fast as possible. And apparently that was two hundred and fifty pieces in thirteen minutes and seven seconds. Wow. Which is fast. That's really fast. It's just like literally
0: grabbing a piece, putting it down without even thinking where they're supposed to go. Um. Very quickly, Cruz, on your point of why you don't understand people frame it. David has written back on Facebook, and he says that's half the fun. After finishing that, now you um got to get the jigsaw puzzle into a frame without it falling into pieces.
1: That's kind of <laughs> just got sort of. I like of the list. way you think. I think maybe it's just because I've seen that those like those sticky backings. People just literally just stick a sticky back. And then just flip it over because we' will stuck together. Do you know what I mean? I've seen that. I've never yeah. seen that before. Then I've taken away the fun of it now by telling you. That. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's that's that. Um, but yeah, so it's it's interesting in that way. Um, a lot of celebrities, there's a lot of celebrities who have come out as puzzle um aficionados. Patrick Stewart um um once called the world of jigsaw puzzles a secret society that he was very proud to be a part of. And people like Hugh Jackman, who obviously can do no wrong, has also said he's very passionate about jigsaw puzzle puzzling. Um, uh, they even said um, it's really interesting that right now, with you know a lot of the world going into lockdown again, even if it isn't, and it probably should be, um, and they're looking, people are looking to kill time. Um, jigsaw puzzles have taken on this new role because they do occupy, they do occupy us, and they do give us some benefits. Australia's Prime Minister Scott Morrison even referred to jigsaws as essential and allowed people to leave the house to buy them. <laughs> because, you know, he said, they're, they're, they'll get you through this time. So that's pretty interesting. Um, but yes, yeah, so the the, the the rush to get a hold of a jigsaw puzzle has completely surged past. So usually there's like a jigsaw peak around Christmas time when people buy some um, buy jigsaw puzzles around Christmas, I guess to do with friends and family, over the holiday season, um, but interestingly, this is that has peaked way sooner this year because of COVID nineteen. And there's a German puzzle maker called um, Ravensburger, uh, um, which has global sales of about six hundred million dollars for puzzles. Like here, we are thinking like, you know, everyone's talking about like e games, but they still make six hundred million bucks a year selling jigsaw puzzles. Um, and they've been trying to meet the sudden, um, you know, surge in orders. But they can't really ramp up their production because each new puzzle takes weeks to create. Um, so they've been trying to like innovate and everything else. So there's this. Is, you know, can you imagine that? Like in this ultra modern world, and we're super connected. And there's a group of German puzzle makers running around a factory, being like, "We can't make some fast enough." But you know, like, it's amazing. Um, I just love that idea so much. <laughs> it's like it's like we proper, need to like a little Sancho brusher with them. Yeah, we need to amp up our productions. Um, so it's kind of interesting. And, and it's a pretty industrious process as well. Like how a jigsaw puzzle is made, like mass market, like the cutting tool for a 1000 piece puzzle. So that's like, you know, it's not your novice, but it's not your crazy expert, right? Like it's probably upper end of, you know, skill level. It uses up to 230 feet of steel. It has a lot of steel. That's a lot of you steel. You know what I mean? Um, they also say that the shapes of puzzle pieces, those are the ones, cause you know, like, you know, even if you're like, oh, that one, you know, they have, like, they're never the same. They're kind of like little snowflakes in a way. You know what I mean? Um, they're drawn by hand. They're actually drawn by hand, the little shapes around and then cut out again. Um, but yeah, so of course you have to find the right image for a puzzle, no one's, you know, as I said, but even though I said, like, I I've done say, some really boring exactly. images before
0: i was going to say some of the puzzles i've seen are just sort of everyday stuff like the backdrop or i don't know like like you said earlier like a temple yeah. and postcard material yeah. it's not like an
1: unpleasant image but it's not yeah. like a wow but but then this company um ravensberger was saying that you know of course the thing is that right now people are using them for escapism so they're kind of looking at how they can be creating puzzles that feed into that idea of escapism and they've been doing like, you know, like beach scenes or things that where people can kind of get lost in an image and kind of transport themselves to somewhere else. You want something that's quite
0: easy on the eye as well. You don't want something that's sort of overwhelmingly bright. You just want something that you can just sort of chill at the end of the evening and, yeah, I don't know. Absolutely. And are you the type of person who d- who does your puzzle sort of in order, so sort of from left to right? Because I've been watching some people on YouTube and those sort of jigsaw puzzle time lapses, and they sort of work a little bit at the top right-hand corner, a little bit at the middle, a little bit of the skyline at the top left-hand corner, and a little bit of the housing at the bottom. So it's all very sort of everywhere. I mean, how do you approach the puzzle?
1: I think... I think um... I mean obviously not being a puzzle expert but a puzzle enthusiast um i would say i just kind of dive in i'm a fan of getting a couple of corners in place like that's cool get an edge get an edge up you know that's a good one those are quite easy but i mean i'm always like if i can get two bits or three bits in the middle floating to connect together i'm like happy as a clan so i'm not yes i think there's like i'm sure there's a more methodical technique but I do quite enjoy like sorting them into like little piles of okay these are the ones that are kind of this light blue this is the kind of a dark blue these are sort of gray ones and then seeing it in that way um but yeah I think I think it's um I, I, I'm really, yeah I think I'm going to I think i'm going to um do some puzzle ordering for the christmas season for sure um i do have to say that when my daughter started having um a bit of interest in puzzles it really like it was so much fun i was like oh my god why haven't i done these in years they're, they're brilliant they're so much fun um so yeah i think we're gonna have a look at that i mean we've got so many i mean hong kong must have i mean i'm saying this i'm sure we've got some cool puzzle companies we've got so many cool images can you imagine doing like a a landscape of like a photo of Champagne Poe or like some of you know we've got so many interesting
0: you know Hong and amazing.
1: absolutely yeah. I, would,
0: I would definitely frame them as well but I probably won't show you in case you
1: <laughs> <laughs> slate it don't do your puzzles don't frame them no of course frame them if you're proud of them I'm all for that I'm all for that um but yeah so it's it's quite interesting though that what's happened at the moment with yeah that there's this there's been this real surge in demand for puzzles around the world and. People have been um, trying to buy them, and they call it the grey pound. Cause it's a lot of elderly people as well stocking up on puzzles because they've had so many weeks of lockdown, and I'm sure it's a way of feeling a little bit, you know, it's good for your mind, gives you something to be engaged in, and something like that. But, yeah, I have a couple of puzzle quotes for for today. Um, would you like some puzzle quotes? I would
0: love that because, and after that, I may have a song queued up. I was thinking... Oh getting jiggy with it, but maybe it's not quite the
1: same. <laughs> I like, I like that. I like that. That's great. Okay. Some puzzle quotes. Um, let me see. All right. Diane Ackerman said, couples are jigsaw puzzles that hang together by touching in just enough points. Yeah, oh, it's quite sweet. Yeah, very cute. Um, and um, Kathy Ladman, also using the puzzle analogy for um, relationships, said, marriage is very difficult. Marriage is like a 5,000 piece jigsaw puzzle, all sky. <laughs> <laughs> that would not be, yes. Uh, I can relate to that. Um, Dimitri Martin, the comedian, said, I want to make a jigsaw puzzle that's 40,000 pieces. And when you finish it, it says, go outside. <laughs> um and A little bit um, deeper and more meaningful is Deepak Chopra who said there are no extra pieces in the universe everyone is here because he or she has a place to fill and every piece must fit itself into the big jigsaw puzzle i got a bit emotional that one <laughs> and
0: every piece matters
1: every piece
0: matters yes yeah, oh, it Does beautiful well cruz thank you so much for your beautiful sharing i suppose i'll have to get ordering for some uh puzzles in time for Christmas, maybe. Maybe it's time to try out these pieces. Well, meanwhile, thank you so much for your time today, Cruz, and I look forward to more chats with you next week. Thank you very much. Bring it.